orgasmic enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. Boobs versus breasts. Reclaiming the sacred power and pleasure of your breasts. As beacons of femininity and sexuality and alchemizers that create the most powerful mana food a human can ingest, breasts are all powerful. When I was in sixth grade and we were having some version of a sex ed talk from my elementary school teacher, she encouraged us to use the term breasts rather than boobs. And over the years, that's always stuck with me. And I honestly don't think I've ever used the term boobs or even said it out loud except for this podcast and her rationale was that breasts is a respectful honoring word and boob was a cheapening one and she's right calling someone a boob is an insult a boob is defined as a stupid person a fool a dunce and also an embarrassing mistake or a blunder isn't it crazy how so many of our cuss words in english are genitalia cunt pussy, dickhead, cocksucker. How did that even come to be? A woman's breasts are the most visible expression of human sexuality. A young girl's development and transition into puberty is noticed by all, and she feels and internalizes all of the new sexual energy and thoughts that are coming her way, initiated by her new breasts appearing. Breasts are also one of the most commodified expressions of sexuality in marketing, on even movies. You know, every almost every movie has a token and tit scene that's really not <laughs> like central to the plot development. And I feel like every Hollywood actress who gets anywhere has to go through this initiation where she shows her tits on screen. So you have cleavage selling everything from cars to beer to toothbrushes. Breasts have become public property with the promise of sexuality. A woman is allowed to show nearly all of her breast tissue except for her nipple or the hint of it went out in public, and that's considered to be over the line and obscene. Women are chastised and shamed for public breastfeeding, and the age and stage of weaning their children is heavily controlled through public opinion. The size and shape of women's breasts are so impacted by cultural ideals that women will cut open their own bodies and surgically insert plastic bags, the ultimate bra stuffing, risking serious health consequences in order to receive the extra validation of having nice tits. The true metaphysical power and purpose of a woman's breasts has largely been diminished to objects that belong to others and are meant to receive other people's projections. All of their validation and power comes from without, not within. I often joke that in women who have purchased new breasts, instead of the cliche where a woman points to her eyes to direct a man's attention there to say, hey, don't look at my breasts, my eyes are up here. 
Except it's the opposite with women who purchase their breasts. They're like, hey, don't look here, motioning to their eyes. Look here, motioning to their breasts. I know that many women like to insist that they did it for themselves, but the women who ultimately put their boobs out there in the most obvious, please, please look at me ways are those who have bought and paid for them. My point is that buying new titties at the titty store isn't true reclamation, it's an imitation of it. What I've seen over the years in my work is that both women who grow up with small breasts feel the need to hide them, or they feel like they don't really own them, and women with large breasts often feel the same way. They wear baggy clothes, they hunch their shoulders, they don't want excessive attention on their chests that presumably they've had, you know, for a good portion of their lives, especially I'm sure as prepubescent women, neither of them is fully owning and inhabiting their breasts. In the same way that there is a concerted effort to block people from the true power of their sexual energy, I believe that extends to the breasts. Whether we say that's something deliberate or just an offshoot of the same overall sexual suppression we see in the world, the results are the same. People have all this power and energy portals at their actual fingertips and instead of using it, they disown and deflect it. So much so that in many cases, women are dissociated and literally cut off from the power and these areas of their bodies to the degree that they have their breasts and other reproductive organs cut off of them, or they voluntarily cut into the tissue to augment them. In the Taoist sexual philosophy, they look at the breasts as the windows to female orgasm. Six energy meridians run through the breasts, including ones responsible for sexual arousal. So the breasts are seen also as an expression of the heart. And I know myself that when I'm feeling open-hearted and raw and often very well fucked, <laughs> my posture straightens, my chest expands, and my breasts become portals that receive and give energy. Most people would be totally cut off from these perceptions of their breasts as being alive and another sensory organ until they begin to reclaim their breasts or for the first time establish a loving relationship with them. And this is then where they go from boobs, these inanimate objects that are the brunt of many jokes, to breasts, sacred alchemical life and love-giving orgasmic portals. In MRIs, we see the same areas light up in the brain with breast stimulation as with G-spot and cervical touch. The orgasmic potential of the breast, which can have nipple gasms and full breast gasms, is immense and often totally overlooked as a quick pit stop on the way to the promised land of the vagina. The irony is, if people spent a lot more time with the breasts, the vagina would be even more responsive. In both my salons for women, How to Be a Well-Fucked Woman and Vaginal Kung Fu, I teach breast massage. I walk women through a variety of techniques to reconnect to their breasts, to open and stimulate these energy meridians, and to clear stagnation and open up all of that beautiful energy flow and ultimately to experience their breasts as radiant, luscious, and orgasmic pleasure centers that they own and love, whatever size or shape they happen to be. And often, the size and shape of women's breasts will change while doing regular breast massage and reconnecting to their sexual energy overall. Women have gained entire cup sizes, they have lifted gravity-worn breasts and made large breasts firm and supple, they have balanced 
balanced out size differences in each of their breasts, making them more symmetrical, all through love, attention, and their own healing hands, through owning and adoring themselves, because what you focus on grows and lifts and firms. In today's episode, we are chatting with our well-fucked all-star, Sarah. She has had amazing experiences with her breasts, watching them transform from buddies to lovers. Well-fucked all-stars! Welcome, Sarah. I am delighted to have you here. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for having me. So let's hear all about your experiences and transformations with your relationship with your breasts and any physical changes that you had as a result of really deepening your connection with your sexual energy. Yeah, when I think back on my relationship to my breasts before VKF, um, you know, it was very much I was cohabitating with them. It was like they were a roommate that I liked and I thought pretty neutrally of. Like I'm small chested, but I, I don't mind. I always thought my breasts were were nice enough, um, but didn't think more of that, think, think more of them. And then, you know, around eight years ago, I had my daughter and that really transformed my relationship with my breasts to love and appreciation. And I breastfed her for over seven and a half years, like super extended breastfeeding so much, you know, love and connection and beauty I associated with my breasts, nourishing my child. Um, but it was still like platonic, I would say. <laughs> and, and, and then this introduction to breast massage was, was really mind blowing to me because um, it, it just, the process allowed me to fall in love with my breasts for the first time, like to really see them and connect with them in such a simple way. Like, you know, it's, it's not a lot, you know, it's not like you're teaching us this insane protocol on how to connect <laughs> with the breast. It's, it's really simple, but there are some important pieces, right? I think the massage oil is really important. It smells incredible. You know, it's like this perfume for the day that reminds me of this practice that I did. Like, you know, my, my breasts are radiating the smell and then this incredible massage and, and, and daily practice of connection. And I noticed, I noticed right away that my breasts were like, almost saying like, hello. <laughs> they just like perked up instantly within days because they were, I think, totally unused to this attention, but like totally wanting it and loving it. Kind of, you know, they'd been like pushed to the side of the room my whole life and then sort of brought out for this very, you know, beautiful, but a utilitarian practice of breastfeeding. And now it's like, no, I just love you for, for who you are. And, and then through that practice, um, you know, I've definitely developed more sensation. And so I can definitely, you know, I feel, I feel my, my pussy waking up when I'm, when I'm massaging my breasts and just this incredible connection between my breasts and my vagina um, through this daily practice of massage. 
That's beautiful. I love that. And I love that descriptor of cohabiting because I think that's the relationship a lot of people have, not only say to their breasts, but their other reproductive organs as they're just kind of coexisting in the same space on the same body, but they don't necessarily have a real intimate, really connected and joyful relationship with them. And I like to think also my personal experience when I've done these sorts of practices over the years is that these parts of my body, it's like they develop this consciousness and this sentience of their own. They become living entities that are taking in information and communicating like they have their own consciousness. Yeah, I've, you know, I found that. So I've been starting in this work, not as dedicated or with as much structure as you provided, but certainly waking up these pieces for the last year or so. And I've noticed just reflecting on, on your teachings, you know, some definitely gravitating to practices. Like last summer, all I wanted to do was sun my butt. Like I just <laughs> wanted my thumb in the sun. And I did that a bit. It wasn't a hugely committed practice. But after you talking about sunning and just sort of making that connection, like all I want to do is sun my breasts now. And so, and it's, and it's become this real commitment. I think you said like, it's a non-negotiable for you. And it feels like through this connection with my breast, they are telling me they need this and it's become a non-negotiable for me. I'm in Canada. So it's not as like, it's hit and miss on the days I can do it. But when it's sunny, I am out there and it is glorious. It feels like, I mean, it's, it's so it's so relaxing. It feels sort of naughty because you can't do anything. I can listen to your podcast, right? That's about all I can do when I'm sunning. Um, I can't work. I can't really read because I want to be in a good position. Um, and like, it's warming and I, I get this sense that I'm being penetrated by the universe, right? Like it's just that warmth and that energy is just like, it's just, it's fucking me in this amazing way. And and I think that's why it's non-negotiable now, because it's like this is blanket of, yeah, of incredible penetration. That's amazing. I love how you describe that. And I have that same experience. It's this very com communion-like relationship. And that's partly why it is non-negotiable. It just feels so restorative and rejuvenating and blissful. And so what would you notice or say that's shifted in your sensitivity and pleasure in the breasts as well through doing this stuff? Yeah, I mean, I definitely breastfeeding for as long as I did. I was pretty averse to touching my nipples um, just because they were sucked on for so long. And and I did. I do have some insecurities about them because of the extended breastfeeding. They're quite pronounced. You know, they've been sucked out into points. Um, but I just I think just the practice of like starting on the nipples um, it felt, it just felt really nourishing and it just, it, it allowed me to develop a different sensation there that wasn't, you know, wasn't jarring or associated with, with, um, you know, sensitive, I, like the sensitivity I had when I went, like when she, when my daughter was first born, it's almost like I carried that sensitivity with me for seven years and the breast massage has just allowed me to change that, like, have different sensitivity in my breast that feels um, way more pleasurable. 
And I think that's a thing that happens for women who breastfeed and especially extended breastfeed, well, any level of breastfeeding really, is that women can then have this conflicted relationship with their breasts as a source of nourishment with their child, and then they might feel, quote, touched out, you know, like that they've been on demand and available in a way that's more functional. And I think part of that may also have something to do with the consciousness that we bring or we think we're even allowed to bring to the act of breastfeeding, to allow it to be blissful and pleasurable and nourishing for us rather than thinking that we're kind of like a, a workhorse, you know, like not saying that you said that, but I just see that with people who talk about it. So I think part of that is the framing that we put on breastfeeding, you know, um, but then also that um, just like reclaiming it as pure pleasure. But that's, I guess what I'm saying is I think that if people were allowed to view it or thought they had the permission to view it as pure pleasure more of the time too, people may not walk out of breastfeeding feeling as disconnected, you know, or that their breasts, they need to reclaim that pleasure. But it's lovely to hear that the breast massage was able to reestablish and reforge that connection because I think whether it's breastfeeding or just the, the sexual projection that gets placed upon breasts in our culture is that it creates this dissociative relationship with women and their breasts. And even women, let's say, who grow up with small breasts or even large breasts, they feel like they have to hide them. You know, they feel like they get all of this attention and that they're kind of disconnected. And then you have women who buy breasts and that I think they try to like really display them, but often in a not very authentic way. You know, they've got kind of a false bravado courage with something they bought at the shop and are now proudly displaying. But, you know, to come to that place of having a truly organic and genuinely reclaimed, owned, connected relationship with the breasts is an amazing thing. And I think that's what most people have no idea of until they start working with these kind of practices, conscious breast massage, daily breast massage, spending lots of time with the breast, the whole breast and not just the nipple as well, and developing that sense of the breasts as these beautiful, sentient portals and beings and expressions of the heart in the world. So have you noticed anything like that, like the connection between your breasts and your heart? I have. And I, I also wanted to say, like, my husband immediately noticed, you know, he was just like, your breasts are just like perky and shiny and like they're glowing. I mean, he's always loved them, but, and, and it's really changed how he interacts with them when we have sex, because I want him you know, I like they're fair game now <laughs> and more than fair game. You know, it's like, like go there, like, you know, please touch my breasts, please kiss my breasts, please suck my breasts. Like, you know, love my breasts. Um, and I think, you know, for me, it's hard to pinpoint exactly the breast because it feels like the entire journey is so holistic, which is why it feels like it, it works, um, you know, in, in such a, in such like a root cause way, like I feel like there's no going back once you start on this journey. Like, you know, we're, 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 we're changing neuropathways, as you say, which is just like, that just was an aha moment to me. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's what we're doing here. We are, we're changing the rigidity of how our body responds to pleasure and how our body then responds to the world. Um, so I have noticed, but I, I do, I think the breast massage it sort of primed me to go deeper into the vagina. 
you know, it, 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 it was, I was feeling hesitant about yoni massages and really going deep. And then the breast massage, the having that daily practice of breast massage warmed me up for a deeper practice with my vagina, which has then been, you know, hugely transformative as well. That's amazing. Why don't you speak more to that? Because in the Taoist framework, they talk about the breasts being the windows to female orgasm. And because they have no less than six energy meridians flowing through them, three that are really connected to sexuality and sex reproductive organs and hormones, that they really are keys. And I think in our culture, you know, there's a very cursory, um, okay, touch the breast a little bit as part of foreplay, rather than a wholehearted and thorough massage from the self or from partner in terms of sexual play and our own body reconnaissance. And so I'd love to hear more about how your breast massage opened up that door even to your yoni. Yeah. Um, I think it was, it, it was so many things. So the breast massage really helped me love my body more. And so the first, for sort of one of the first times I could look in the mirror and, and, you know, like think, wow, you know, you're sexy. This is great. Like just have that like self love, um, um, on a deeper level. And then it just, it's like, it's one of those steps to surrendering and like surrendering. I'm still in the process of surrendering. Um, but it is, it, you know, there, it sort of I had to get over some awkward moments with my breast or feeling maybe some resistance to those old associations I had with feeling touched out and just work through those. And that felt like practice to pushing through with the resistance that I felt in my yoni, which was on a different level. Like it felt like there was more trauma there to work through. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was also like proof of concept for me. Like you can do this, <laughs> you know, you can, you can work through this. Like you got it, girl, you, you, you can do it. And that's like, that's huge to know just those baby steps to know that progress can be made, you know, progress. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that proof of concept because for many women, and even from what you've said, there may be more and likely is a lot more trauma stored in the vagina and resistance and numbness. And so to start with something that's less internal, less penetrative, obviously working with the breasts and as well, like the process of doing that opens and awakens all of those energy meridians, gets all of this energy you flowing and he helps to resolve stuckness and open up those pathways those neural pathways and so yes primes the vagina to feel more receptive and open and even creates like you said the proof of concept but it's also like a self-trust right like i am open this is safe for me to do positive things come from me doing this and then transferring that into the vagina yes yes and i also have this deep sense of the, not only the, the sexual and energetic healing that comes along with the breast massage, but the, like the lymphatic draining. Like, I think on a very deep level, my body is, is saying like, you need, you need to move these tissues. And this is so good for your long-term health, the health of your whole body. And it feels, um, you know, very, 
um, very nurturing and nourishing in that way too, which my body, like that's a turn on for my body is good health. So it's like, you know, there's that feedback there too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On the physical level as lymph clearing houses to be doing breast massage regularly and clearing things out. And I think it's not just physical, but this alchemical emotional clearing as well, right? Given that they're located at the heart center and stuck emotion, grief, trauma, sadness, all all things connected to the heart. I think it's all interwoven, the release and, you know letting go of stuff that's, you know, the issues in our tissues, one of my favorite Wim Hof phrases that the massage is such a beautiful entryway into excavating these things and letting them go. It was just incredible. It took a while to get into, um, but the storing of the energy in, in my breasts, like that really evolved um, to, you know, feeling tingling and feeling, you know, turned on and just like super nourished as I'm storing that energy and it was, it's, it's, an, it's a lot enlivening. All of these pieces that I've kind of been waiting to like fall into place, it creatively fell into place that just moved that energy and like sort of opened the universe up to align these ideas. It was really exciting. I agree. It's such a powerful practice that I'm so passionate about. And overall, any movement and creative direction of sexual energy unleashes that creative power in our outer lives. And so how can you speak more to that? Like the kind of creative output that you noticed and you mentioned something about your creativity, overall self-actualization, finances, like how would you describe what's happened there? Yeah, I mean, for a while, um, I've known it's time to change careers. You know, there's there's some misalignment at work. Um, and yeah, and I didn't know what that looked like. And um, I'm an amateur herbalist. We have a permaculture farm. You know, I wanted to really focus on um, on the land more and working, working off the land. And I just, I didn't know quite how it all came together. And I was waiting for it to land. Like I trust the universe. I trust the universe, but, um, I guess, yeah, it, it just, with that, like juiciness and all the sexual practices, it's like, it was like this, like, um, like shooting stars, of creativity that just like came down. I'd be awake in the middle of the night, like, yeah, that idea. And it just, it all just came together in this beautiful little package of like what my next step is. And, you know, to me that like such a gift because it's rarely packaged so nicely. Like all, you know, all the pieces were there in, in terms of what I need to do. Um, and yeah, and certainly some, you know, like financial opportunities, very out of the box. Like I would have never sort of dreamed that they would have come. Financial opportunities have come to us. And, and I do, I just, I just sort of smiled because I, I know I 100% believe in your work and, and that, and, and the power of manifestation. It felt like I didn't, I felt like I was like just blind on the trail. And so doing this work and understanding that like the portal to alignment, the portal to alignment with universe is through my vagina and like how to get there 
it's it's like feels so incredible it's like i'm it's like there's light on the on the dark path like not to say it's just you know my world's perfect whatever that means but to sort of know the mechanism of change versus i had i've had a life that's been pretty aligned lots of synchronicity lots of beautiful like gifts from the universe they kind of just fell like like out of the blue it seemed like and now there's this mechanism for really harnessing that that power and alignment like the alignments the alignment that I felt since taking BKF and connecting with my breasts and connecting with my yoni, it's just next level. Um, even like, for example, my skin is as smooth as I've ever felt it in my life. I've suffered with acne, you know, as a teenager and just like not, you know, not loving my skin. And it was like, it was, it was like a, a, a switch went off as soon as I started during doing this work. And I do feel like it's, it's the work, it's clearing energy, it's massaging breasts, you know, balancing my hormones that way. It's having fabulous sex. And it's also the alignment just allows me to make better choices. It allows me to pick up on the, on like little snippets from the universe. Like, oh, maybe try that, like that supplement. I mean, I'm not super into supplements, but a few little pieces of like diet changes, very subtle, have just like popped into my consciousness that I feel are very healing for my body. And I, you know, that, like that type of subtle alignment has just been huge since the course, which is very exciting to me. Cause um, that, I mean, that's what it's all about is just got, taking the signs when, when you get them, integrating them. I love all of that. You articulated it very beautifully. And ultimately what you're describing is like self-realization you know, coming into alignment with our true selves and the deeper expression and truth of who we are. Yeah. Yeah, I would, you know, I, I one thing about this and, and in terms of trauma, which I touched on a little bit, and I just wanted to share this with you because it's um, I, one of the most profound experiences I've had with this journey is, um, you know, for, for years I've worked with therapists and my mantra that they've given me is it's safe to be calm, you know, sort of this fight or flight response that my physiology goes to for whatever, you know, all lots of reasons, our crazy world. Um, and the mantra never really settled into my body. I could say the words I could like intellectually know that that's what I wanted was calm, but it never, I could never feel it. And when I have vaginal orgasms and cervical orgasms, it is like calm showers through my body. Like, and it's like, well, this is, this is calm. Like it is safe to be calm. And, and like my body like gets this huge download of what that means. And it, it just like, almost like, yeah, drips the trauma away. It's just, it's fascinating. And I, I do feel that too, when I'm swirling energy in my breasts, it's like, it's just, it's like this, um, this blanket of calm that is, that is healing so much trauma without even really knowing like necessarily the source of the trauma. It's just this incredible release. And I, that was really unexpected that it would link to that mantra for me, but I guess it's probably not unexpected to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we think that sexual energy as our life force energy really is the key to everything, 
then yeah and that I guess is the point I try to make to people that's the core of my work is how it really runs it's the current that runs through everything and when we do start to have that proven to us yeah it can be totally mind and body blowing and especially because so much of the messaging pretty much all the messaging that we get out in the world creates that separation you know sex is compartmentalized like you use the phrase out of the box you know and it's like the obviously the vaginal metaphor is there but like most you know the general tenor is to put sex into a box and close it up and tuck it into a corner rather than open it up like the giant pandora's box which is mostly full of beautiful amazing creative things and unleash it out into the world and let it do its thing yeah and even the box like there was a moment on one of the calls um where someone was describing her, the sensation she had in her body. And you were like, I, it sounds like you're having a vaginal orgasm. And it, it was like this aha to me because I think I realized like I've been having vaginal orgasms and I didn't even know it because we box this idea of orgasm and sex and we don't talk about it. And we have all these assumptions around what it is. That's probably based on clitoral orgasms. You know, it's going to feel this way. And as soon as that happened, um, I mean, I, th- I think I've heard you say you once told a client, you, like hours after you told her she could have a cervical orgasm, she went and had one. And just the thought that that was like, whoa, I've been having vaginal orgasms. That just opened my body. That opened my box and my mind to surrender. It was like, oh, this is, this is the feeling <laughs> that I need to move towards. And then knowing that that's the feeling to move towards is, is, you know, the feeling to surrender to. Yeah. And and it just deepens it. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share in terms of the changes that you saw that you would track back to this opening of your box of this sexual creative life force in your world? I think I've touched on, um, you know, physical health, mental health, um, creativity, finances, self, self-actualization, you know, interestingly, Kim, my daughter self weaned and I'm very, it's a very curious, you know, I, I, it's not that I, it's not that I didn't want her to be breastfeeding before that, but I don't think it's a coincidence. I think she understood that I was going through this transformation this self-reclamation and, and respected that. I mean, she's old enough, right? She, she understands that. And I talked to her, I said, oh, you know, I think it's time, mom. We, mom, mom's gonna be reclaiming my reclaiming breast. We can just talk about what that looks like in terms of our, our breastfeeding. And, and then she just stopped. There's just a lot of synchronicity in that for me. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't believe there are coincidences, <laughs> really. It's, it's alignment, right? Um, but it seemed, uh, it was fascinating. So that that also, I think, allowed me, it was this time for me to enter into my own relationship with my breasts that was separate from my relationship as a mother. Um, and amazingly, she just like still, she always has, but she just adores my breasts and my body. You know, when I'm doing a breast massage, if she happens to be around, which she doesn't isn't always, she's just, you know, like transfixed and mesmerized <laughs> by by the act of like love of these things that she adores it's beautiful 
Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. And I've seen that, you know, countless times with women, especially when they extended breastfeed because their children are older, right? And so you can actually see how the relationship is that they have with the breast as this entity, as this best friend, as this, you know, source of comfort and love and nourishment. Um, So it's beautiful to hear that. Yeah, yeah. And for her to not just see them as nourishment, but like as a, as beauty. Yeah. And I think she's also helped me see them as beauty. Cause like seeing her look at my breasts, it's like, wow, <laughs> this is incredible. You know, just like totally in love. Like, okay, let's you know, I need, I need to look at my breasts like that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, incredible. Well, that's it. That's what this whole topic is about is, you know, reclaiming that pure love and beauty relationship and eroticism with the breast that's been subjugated or, you know, has this veneer of something else put on top of it, right? Which is really the distinguishing between like this term boobs and breasts and the real life-giving, life-affirming potential that we have when we connect with them. Yeah, yeah. They're beautiful, beautiful portals. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. I really appreciate it. You can be an inspiration to many in this reclamation journey. Thanks so much, Kim. It was a pleasure speaking to you. In the Well-Fucked Woman Salon, you'll learn a full breast massage routine with step-by-step strokes, as well as have guided visualizations to enliven and reconnect with the breasts. Plus, you will learn how to have vaginal orgasms, such as G-spot, cervical, and much, much more. You can check out the free video preview series with techniques to have full-body orgasms tonight at kimanami.com. Look for Sexual Savant Salons, and then click on Well-Fucked woman. You can also find our breast bliss massage oil Sarah was referring to in the Anami Alchemia online shop. This oil is full of beautiful rejuvenating herbs and essential oils to firm tone the breasts and open the heart. I love this oil so much that I use it not only as a breast oil but a face oil, a perfume, and wherever else I feel like placing it. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.